of the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. Today, your hosts, Michael Gobier and Leanne Hello, dive into love or money. Sometimes we do things out of love. Quite often we do things for money. Today, Mike and Leanne are going to dive into passion versus purpose. And the almighty dollar reigns over everything. The first day of the rest of your life starts now. You hear the music playing us in? It's our favorite song. It's our song, even though it doesn't have a name. And our is Leanne. Hello. Here she is. Hi, Leanne. Hi, guys. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. How's it going? Good. Good. How you been? Uh, Really good. Really good. A lot of stuff going on. Is there? Yeah. Like, even just with our podcast, there's a lot going on. Well, this is two straight weeks without a guest, so I guess our show sucks now. Hmm. I'm just kidding. No, we don't have to have a guest. We bring a guest in to enlighten us, to learn. But we also have a lot of things we love to discuss. We have great conversations about a hodgepodge of different things. So here at the First Day Pod, that's what we're here to do. We're here to entertain you, inform you, and hopefully connect with you. That's our main goal. You can email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com, firstdaypod on Instagram, very active on Instagram. Leanne is all over the place on Instagram. She's got posts galore. Trying. <laughs> Why are you being so negative? What do you mean? Uh, because I'm in the more that I'm researching about what we should be doing, I'm realizing I'm not doing enough. Before I was really? like, oh, wow, it's looking really good. We're doing really good. But no, you're supposed to be a lot more active. So we'll see. I'll just keep going. We're not active enough, huh? Mm-mm. Apparently. Oh. Like, it looks good for the people that are actually, like, I guess, coming to our page to see our page. But Instagram really needs, like, engagement. They need you being on top of it all the time in order for them to, like, send stuff out. Even to your followers, I'm finding, they said. They said really? that even if – Yeah, like, so if we have our followers, I just – assumed which is dumb but i assumed (laughs) i make a post people will see it but instagram doesn't even like show it to the people that want to see it unless you sent you post something and then they interact with it right away and then they'll be like oh okay i'll send it to a little bit more and then and that's how it gets out there because i've had like friends and stuff say oh i didn't even notice that you guys were posting and i was like what so what yeah so we've got to like We've got to do more, more often, but then also be getting the engagement, I guess. So I don't know. We've got to figure it out. Be more interesting, I guess. How does that happen? That's such a baffling world out there. How do we know who gets what, who's seeing what? How can you know that your posts are connecting with other people? We're trying to connect. We really are. Mm -hmm. The show's about connection. I want to connect with people. Yeah, me too. 
I connect with other people. I, I comment on other people's posts. I read them. Mm-hmm. I listen to other podcasts. I engage as a follower and a listener. I even bought a t-shirt for a podcast the other day. I've never oh, done that before. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a real commitment. We should have t-shirts. Yeah, we should. What podcast? Oh, uh, the No Bullshit News Hour. Oh, Charlie the Duff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a, You're going to love the shirt. If you ever see me again in person, you're going to love it. Well, we just found out that might not happen, so. <laughs> well, it's constantly. The border is always closed. You know that. The border is always closed. I'm just, and oh, go ahead. We got the news today. The border's closed again for another month, so me and Leanne still will not be able to see each other till at least August 21st, which is the day before my birthday. <sighs> so maybe a miracle will happen. Right before my birthday, the border will open. Wouldn't that be nice? Fingers That'd be so crossed. cool. It would be so amazing. It'd be worth the wait. It would, but. You know, I've been telling Leanne we should probably settle in on the fact that, uh, you know, it's not going to happen maybe till the next year, Ugh, 2021. Come on. You do say that all the time. But then I stay optimistic and I'm like, no, no, no. The 21st of whatever month is next. Because <laughs> I just keep, <laughs> but we've been doing this since March. It's like, no, April 21st, they're opening. No, May. No, June. No, July. Now it's like, okay, August. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like obsess over it because there's nothing we can do. It is truly out of our hands. Yeah. We don't have a say in this matter. This is a government, political, international thing, international intrigue going on here. So Mm -hmm. it's best for us to just do our best to support each other and love each other and be the best significant other that you and I can be for one another. Yeah. I have a question. Like what? Okay, so this isn't the topic for this time, but like, what is the better way to do it? The, okay, let's assume that I'm not going to see you until 2021, and then it's just a nice Mm -hmm. surprise, or is it better what I do that it's like all month, I'm really, really excited because I think that on the 21st, it's going to change, and then the week before, then I get the news, then it's like, "Mm, okay. But then what happens is it's only bad news for like, a day like today mm-hmm. total bummer when i found out um so then i have just that day but now i have like okay august 21st like that might be the time and then i can like celebrate your birthday and then it'll be great so yeah i don't know which one is better what do you think <laughs> it's just all exhausting honey <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to do I, whatever happens happens i'm trying to table it i really am yeah when they say the border's open, I'll come driving over there as fast as I can to pick you up. But yeah. for now, me and Leanne are doing this show, and we're doing the best we can in our personal relationship to survive and do the best we can do each day. Just get through COVID and grow and learn from each other and other people. Listen to other people. That's what we're doing. And this show is a real example of that. This is like us at our best, hopefully. And... This week, the show is about for love or money. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pretty intense. So basically the premise is we were talking about committing to goals and like doing podcasting or living maybe. I mean, we don't get paid to do this. We do this all for free. And mm-hmm. Leanne and I were having a discussion about whether it's okay to say, you know what? I want to make money off this goal I have. Because like I was think some people think it's a negative or like you shouldn't say that you should just do it for the pure passion of it and for some reason you luck into turning it into a profitable venture that you can do as your job then that's just a bonus but you should 
always have a purpose of passion and desire and willingness to do it first and foremost. So that's kind of the the focus, the layout of this. And by the way, you can email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com, firstdaypod on Instagram, DM us, send us a picture of us, or send us a picture of yourself, or send us a picture of anybody. <laughs> send us a picture of yourself listening to the podcast. That'd oh, be that'd be super cool. Yeah, so that's a video of like you and the whole family or you and your significant significant Easy other for you listening to, to the show together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you can do. First day pod, first day pod, protonmail.com, first day pod, Instagram, first day pod, Twitter, and Facebook. Or we're we not doing Facebook anymore. Uh, it's there. No, okay, it's, it's there. It's there. Yeah. So Leanne, tell us your opening shot when it comes to for love or money. Because you think you think that you need to set a goal and there's nothing wrong saying, I want this to be a profitable venture. Yeah. So I, um, we'll get into a, I, we put it out on Instagram and we got a really good comment, which I want to kind of start with, but I'll tell you kind of where I, yeah, but first I'll, I'll tell you where I was sitting. So I have always been on team love, like team do what you love and you don't need to make a lot of money because as long as you love it, then you never work a day in your life and blah, blah, blah. Well, I've always felt that way. And I've always, I don't know if it's because I'm a Canadian or I'm a woman or I'm what, but like, I've always had this like weird relationship with money. And if I'm asking for money or saying that I want money, then it sounds like it sounds bad and it's evil and it's whatever. So it's really just until this mastermind that I really started thinking about it because one of the one of the members of our mastermind is torn because he has a passion that he has been able to make money on it but not like not sustained or not um it's not hasn't been sustainable and um he was like you know i'm okay with i just want to be happy and i love doing said thing and that's good enough if I can pay the bills and whatever. And so now that I'm like running this mastermind that really, for me to say it, it's been fine. It's been like, oh, okay, no, that's okay. I'll like spend, you know, 80 hours a week on something just because I love it and not make any money. But when he said that, I was like, no, like (laughs) you, if you're doing what you love, that's great. But you shouldn't be like having like, I don't know, mac and cheese every night and, you know, being afraid that you're not going to be able to turn your air conditioning on, um, you should be able to live a good life doing it. And you should, you should not feel bad about that. And so that's where like, then we started having the conversation, you and I, cause you've got a lot of like really amazing passion projects going. Do I? You do. You do. I don't know if they're really passion product jacks, but I see your point. You know, some of them, they're just natural to me, but I don't know if they're like passions. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what I'm passionate about. If you start asking me, I could go down a whole rabbit hole of confusion about what am I passionate about? What's the definition of passion? Is it like you do anything for mm-hmm. it and it's something that's constantly on your mind 24 seven. You just can't ignore it. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's pretty, pretty good definition right there. Yeah. So maybe that's a big, maybe that's a big question then. Like, what do you really love? And is it, is it a a harder one? Yeah. Is it, is it because people will say, oh, I want to do what I love, 
but also is it doing what you love or doing what you're comfortable with? You know, because mm-hmm. some people think because they're comfortable with whatever it is that they think that they love it because it's easier because there's no challenge. There's no nothing. It just comes easy. Um, and then maybe that's why they're not making money also because there there is no passion. So there is no kind of that energy or that like vibrating at a different level. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. I thought a lot of the stuff that you're doing is a passion for you. Hmm. Well, let's see. Um, this show, it, oh, it's God. not a passion, but there's a... Oh, wait. Is this bad? <laughs> oh, go ahead. Tell me how you feel. What if I say... Just I'm just joking. I'm, mean I'm like just it. joking. I'm just joking. Go ahead. No, you're not. You're dead serious. I know. I'm tearing up a little bit, but I'm actually... I can hear you. <laughs> She's crying, folks. Look at her. Now, look, this show is built into a passion of mine for like mental health, understanding ourselves, yeah. philosophy, a lot of deep stuff. That's yeah. what this show breeds for me. And I want to have an outlet to express myself, have others express themselves so I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. That's why I love this show, because it's an open format in a sense. We could take the show in any direction. Like, Right now we're doing the, you know, here's the book. We got White Fragility. We're doing Mm -hmm. the book club, the official first day pod book club. Every Monday night at 8 p.m. You can still join if you want to join in at any time. Absolutely. All you got to do is pick up White Fragility or use audible.com. Get a 30-day trial for free. Mm -hmm. You taught me that. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely not sponsoring us to say that. So, (laughs) (laughs) No, we have no sponsors. So... That's how you know this is a passion project. We have no sponsors. Yeah. This show allows us to say whatever we feel and go to any topic that's on our mind during the week. Like, we should have no excuse to be like, oh, you know what? I've been really wanting to talk about Mm -hmm. um, sleeping more. And we really should cover that because we would have done it already. If it was a big focus, we would have covered it. That's Mm -hmm. why the show's awesome. Yeah. Plus, you're my girlfriend and I love you very much. And you're very open-minded. You're willing to listen, and you love to share and connect. And that's why this show is fun for me. If nobody ever cares about it, that's fine. Like, I like you and I learning together. That's why having guests are cool because we get mm-hmm. to learn at the same time from other people. Yeah, yeah, th- I know? love that. Yeah, same same thing with the emails. Like the different opinions that we get when they email us, and yeah. I agree. But this isn't a passion of mine. I wouldn't call it a passion. Okay. That's fair. That's just a technicality. I mean, <laughs> what do you define as passion? I think it's just like what you said before. It's something that you wake up thinking about, this thing that you can't go to bed without thinking about. And um, that's kind of like, that's what they say about a relationship. That like, if if they're on your mind when you first wake up or on your mind when you go to bed, then you know that it's relatively a good relationship um Mm -hmm. and i think it's the same thing with whatever career you're going to go into or whatever quote-unquote passion is and so that's like mine is passion project what passion project yeah yeah so and mine is i don't know like i absolutely love my job like my career i adore it um i love yeah i really do um and actually, you're not just saying that because your mom listens to the podcast. No, she doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, 
Teresa, what the hell? No, I think she does sometimes, but sometimes she just doesn't she doesn't remember how to like get the Spotify. Oh, going. so it's be tough being old. <laughs> she's doing very good with all this technology. I gotta say, she got on. No, she's fully functioning. She's a badass. Yeah, she really is. It was a joke, really. Yeah, so she. Um, you'd have to know her. You yeah. would just, you know, you'd have to know her. <laughs> So anyways, now that I've completely distracted you. Wait, I think I can get back to it. Um, so we were talking about, oh, God. <laughs> uh, hold no. on. Oh, hold, hold on. Okay, so, no, my job. I do love it. Okay, so. I, Good. Yay, Leanne. So um, I do love my job. And the reason why I know that is because recently when we have been, like, figuring it out about, okay, like, if we get married – or when we get married, what are we going to do? I'm going to live in the States. What's going to happen with the business? Blah, 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 blah. And um, I really want to be a part of it. Like, I really don't want, like, it would be a very easy, like, okay, well, I just can't do that anymore. And now I have to go find something else if I didn't like it. But no, now I, even though it's difficult to maneuver that whole thing, I need that in my life. Like, I really, really enjoy designing kitchens. So, and I was on a talk last night that, um, it was like this networking thing where they wanted us to like kind of be their spotlight. And so we got to um, talk about our business and I get so geeked out when I'm talking about design. Like I just adore it. So anyway, so that's good. Um, and you would say it's a passion for me, but I don't, there's some days like Sunday I can wake up and like not be thinking, Oh, I need to design something for somebody. Um, mm-hmm. But helping people, never leaves my soul like I'm always like what can I do to like make somebody else's life better and so that's why like this means so much to me like because I really do hope that it's helping people you know and the be the hugger Mm. I like I just got somebody new that just started following and she yeah she shared one of my live hugs on her thing and she was like hey guys if you're lonely or you need like to feel like somebody's giving you a hug check this girl out and check her thing out and so I was just like oh thank you so much and I reshared it on my thing and she goes no thank you for doing that like that's so nice and I've never met them before like that's just cool to like be just know that you're like making somebody else happy so that is a passion project for me so then if like I'm in a really unique situation, my career is something I love, something that I can make money. And like, I do not need to like make money anywhere else. I can just make money with that. And that's enough. So I could do these passion projects. I could do this podcast. I could do the be the hugger and not make any money. But then what happens is, is if you're not making money, then now you're spending all this time and it is okay. And I was going to say, it is taking time away from everything else because any decision that you make to spend time on anything, you're deciding not to spend time with other things. It's just the way that a decision is. So let me read Let me read that comment. That I was Let's hear it. Yes. So it's really, What's her name? Uh, Heather. 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 Thanks for contacting the show, Heather. I want to give you a personal shout out. Yes. Shout out. Hey, hey. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. So this was... This is really, really good. So um, it said, okay, so ultimately, because we did a post about this topic and just said, what are your thoughts? Where are you sitting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So she says, ultimately, I'd like to make a lot of money doing what I love. I probably wouldn't do a job I love for little or no pay, though, especially if I had to pay bills and such and didn't have a sugar daddy. Laugh out loud. Uh, That wouldn't be worth it. Likewise, I wouldn't have a job that paid a lot of money if it at all was unethical or illegal or took me away from my family. So that was the other point. That was a really, like when she said that, that was a really good point because it made me realize this is fine. Like doing the Be The Hugger, doing this podcast is fine because we're not able to see each other like you and I. You're my significant other. I can see you right now. Yeah, look at that man in a box. So we, um, that's fine because we're not able to do that. But once we're, and it's unique because we're in a relationship, so we're doing this. But the be the hugger, go ahead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So be the hugger, you don't have anything to do with that. So anytime that I'm devoting to that, I'm also not devoting to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So that's the choice that I'm making. So now if I'm choosing and then let's say we wanted to have children, but universe, that's not what we're saying. But no. um, let's say that we want to have children. Then I'm also taking time away from the kids to do that. So then money isn't everything. But if you make money, then there's a little bit more of a justification for it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's just, it's all about money. That's the only thing that matters. No, that's not what Isn't I'm that, saying. That's not what you said. I thought I was trying to sum up your whole <laughs> point. No. That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. No. Is that how it came across? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. But it's for fun. There was, yes. So there was um, a thing that I was reading that was saying, if we can think of money as the tool then it makes it a lot easier for us to digest the fact that we should be making money in everything that we're doing because it's it's the tool to be able to do all of the rest of the stuff so if we weren't hmm. if we weren't making money on it um then we're not we're not able to invest as much more into the um the podcast or into whatever it is that we're doing um and Something I read, it was really good. It was saying that um, money is not evil, but greed is. And money will only reveal more of who you already are. And so I thought that was pretty powerful because then if you're a good person and you're doing what you love and you say, I don't need to make money because I love this and I know that I'm making a difference and I'm that's usually why you love something because you know that it's there's a purpose to it. And yeah. so if you do that and then you make money, then because it's coming from a good place, that money will most likely be spent on good things, whether it's giving your family mm. more experiences or giving your listeners more experience or giving whatever. Does that sound fair? Do you sound confused? Are you confused? No, I mean, I suppose so. But you're saying the intentions are good, so it all lines up together. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the you know, you can kind of like say that the pe like this is not true, but a lot of people will say like the the ultra wealthy, they're really they're just greedy and they make all this money and they're not doing anything with it and they're not doing good with it. 
Yeah. So that feeds into all of us good people that if you believe that to be true, then you'll never want to make money on what you love because you're afraid that you're going to be greedy and you're not going to be a good person. Well, not me, but I could see why someone would think that. Right. So that's been like the kind of the... Um, I'll never change. What? <laughs> you always change. No, I'm perfect right now, the way I am. I'm a flawless human being. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I love you. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, do you have a passion for money or do you have a passion for passion? Email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Send us a message. Mm -hmm. Firstdaypod. That's where we're at. You can see our arms around each other and our little picture (laughs) that we took back in... Carry Town over by Zingerman's mm-hmm. back in February. That was a fun day. Remember? March 1st. <laughs> that was March 1st? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, I was purposely going for February. You always say February. I so know. now, oh gosh. I got March 1st locked in as the new updated day because you drilled <laughs> that in my head, but I still thought that was the week before. So I honestly, I don't get them all right. I'm almost certain, but I could no, just I be lying you. and I have like told myself, enough times that it's March 1st that I, I just you would it. remember the last time we saw each other and that was the last day we saw each other yeah I'm pretty sure yeah you got it down so anyways <laughs> the definition of passion if you want to get real technical is strong and barely controllable emotion mm. passion is a feeling of intense enthusiasm towards or compelling desire for someone or something else huh so read that last part again a compelling desire for someone or something else or something. Mm-hmm. Passion of a feeling of intense enthusiasm. That's what passion is. It's an intense enthusiasm. So you're not just enthused. You have an intense enthusiasm. And that's what passion is. And all I can think about is that darn book I read last year that always pops back in my head every time this passion subject comes up. It's just burned into my brain. Which one? You know what book I'm talking about? No. Think and Grow Rich? <laughs> <laughs> which one funny i know i like that book i by read the way, a book though. when i lived in maryland i know think 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 and grow <laughs> rich yeah written in the 1930s yeah it's crazy yeah okay but which... this is not that book okay do i know it I re- well i told you about it i read a book and oh. i was ubering around remember this uh is this Eckhart Tolle's book no, <gasps> no, 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 no. that's okay the answer is or we could just play a guessing game the rest of the show. Would that be entertaining <laughs> for the audience? Yeah. Hey, guess which book Mike read. Yeah. Maybe Leanne could figure it out the give next me half a, hour. Give me a clue. Come on, we'll just do it for the next um, 20 seconds. It's about work. Oh, give me a clue about the title. <laughs> do a charades thing. That is. like that's, that's probably the biggest clue I could give you without giving it away. Uh, oh, oh. Oh. Was oh. it the book... Was it was it the book that you told me about that was talking about um, how uh, the Jewish community? Uh, mm. No, yeah. No, go. I want to hear this. Come on. I want to hear what are you saying. <laughs> there is. Oh gosh, I'm going to be putting all kinds of thoughts together. So something about the <laughs> was it the interviewing? Oh god, I know the book that you're talking about. I think. Yeah, you're very close. The answer is. I'm sorry. Time's up. Yes, that's over. It's called The Job. Oh, is that what it was called? 
Yeah. Explain it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is the one that I'm thinking of. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I was telling you about how Israelis and Americans look differently at the system they're in. Americans don't question the system. They question themselves. In this book, The Job, which I read, it's a great book. I don't recommend books very often, but I'd strongly recommend this book. It's wonderful. It's by Ellen Ruppel-Shell. Ellen Ruppel-Shell. R-U-P-P-E-L. Shell. It's called The Job, plain and simple. It's about work and its future in a time of radical change. And that's what we are in right now. And this book might be even more appropriate with the increased radical change of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So Maybe a future book club book. Oh, I would love that because I actually didn't finish the whole thing. I read half oh, of it. Okay. But the half I got out of it, it always stuck with me. But what I'm trying to get to, this long-winded <laughs> point... Welcome to our life, people. This is how our conversations go. (laughs) That's right. Well, someone's always got to remember where we started. And I remember the whole point of this was the job always comes up immediately when somebody starts talking about passion. Hmm. Because the author, Ellen Ruppel-Shell, she dove into how passion in work is a bogus myth. You don't need to be passionate about your job. Hmm. She goes into great detail about it. She's got a bunch of studies in the book that are verified and accounted for. And I don't have them all in front of me now, but I do recall the fact that she talked to a lot of people who had worked as window uh, window replacement people, you know, people who mm-hmm. built windows and put them in people's homes. A guy who did it for like 40 years. And he's like, I've never been passionate about my job. I'm passionate about everything outside of my job, but my job pays the bills. And my job is a place to go where I am allowed to pursue my passions. Mm. And that's just one man's opinion. It doesn't mean it's universal. Okay. But she also talked about how an arsonist wanted to, he loves, an arsonist loves fire. Yes. Right? Yes. So there's this arsonist that decided to become a firefighter because he loved fire so much. He thought he should be a firefighter. Oh. And... But will he want to work put the out. fires out? <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. You know, she was talking to like this, um, this like a uh, fire chief. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the example of this firefighter. Well, actually, I got it backwards. I'm sorry. It's the firefighter turned arsonist. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I was picturing this firefighter yeah. that's just like in yeah. glory of the fire and not doing anything with it. Okay. I'm okay. sorry. My fault, everybody. So it's a firefighter who becomes an arsonist because he's so enthralled with fire and being the hero, mm-hmm. it ends up being a really bad example. He's so passionate about fire, he thinks, oh, I'll become an arsonist. Mm-hmm. And then I'll still put out the fires and save the day, but he doesn't end up doing that, unfortunately. <laughs> so oh, so in the end, you know, your passion doesn't have to be for what you do for money. You know, Your job is a place that you can take pride in. You can socialize and connect, and you can be like, you know what? This is solid work I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. But you can pursue your passions outside of that. Hmm. So just something That's to think about. That's a good thought. Yeah, it's a good thought. So, hmm. So you do need both. You do need, in order to thrive and be happy, you do need to have some sort of a passion. Well, I can't comment on that. I just know that passions can be pursued outside of your work. They don't have to. There's this whole thing. She goes into a whole thing about particularly millennials are trying to push. The, you know, I got to have, have a passion for my work. You know, yes. It's a huge thing in the generation. Yes. Yes. But she 
does a much better job than I can ever explain of really kind of blowing up that premise. It's really great. So I wish I had all the details in front of me. I don't, but I do know that it stuck with me. And since it was such a, uh, a resonating book for me in a moment that I've always thought of it when we talk passion. So I don't need to be passionate about, like I was a valet operations manager. I ran valet accounts for a company. I wasn't passionate about it, but you know, it paid a fair wage and it took care of business. And then it allowed me to pursue other passions outside of work in a sense. It kind of led to this, if you look at mm-hmm. it like that. True. Right. Hmm. Okay. So that's okay. But we're getting a little off topic though, because this is about for love or money. No. Okay. So it is, but it, it isn't. Because I think it's a really good place to be because there are a lot of people that hate their job. And I think, without reading the book, but from what you've said, people that are saying that they hate their job, I mean, if you hate your job because you're doing something super unethical or illegal, then like, that's fine. You can hate it and move on. But if you just hate it because it's like, it's not fulfilling your creative passion or whatever, this is a really good point looking at the benefit of why you're doing it and then having something outside of that to create that happiness and that creative spark, then it is worth it. And you would probably be happier on your job. That's exactly what you just said, I think, but I'm just putting it together a little Uh bit slower. (laughs) But that's (laughs) <laughs> my gosh you're silly this is where i should be like hey mike can you just edit out that whole part that i had like a brain fart or whatever oh we can if you want we're no. saying these words right now but it's possible no one will ever hear them no, no 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 let people know how nuts i am so this was that that's a really really good point that's a really good point and then it takes the pressure off so if you have a job that you're not overly happy with but now on the side you do some sort of passion project of whatever it is that you love to do and spend the time then you become happier too you become happier because you have a fulfilling portion of your life um and then it'll ripple and you'll be happier with a lot of other things and i think if you have that kind of sense of purpose somewhere then everything else kind of like it's a domino effect and then you can be happier on the job that you're on because you're making the money that's allowing you to be doing the passion project. But then I guess that brings me to the point that it takes the pressure off of you making money for that passion that you're doing, but you should still want to make money via that passion because then you can eventually get rid of that job and spend the eight hours now on your passion, which will also open up more time for your family and more time for your, the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So I still believe that if you're doing what you love, you should still try to make money doing it. Yeah. I don't have a beef with that. I really don't. Okay. I think, but I'm not the kind of guy who doesn't talk about money either. Like I'll say how much I'm making. Like people are so uptight about their money and, uh, it's. I don't like any of that. I, I don't like any of these social stigmas around most things in our society. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I provide something to you. If you find it valuable and you're willing to offer money in exchange for that, great. Mm-hmm. Even if it's $2. Yeah. You know, if we did this podcast and we charge people 
a month to listen to it or something. Mm-hmm. And they and they did that and they got something out of it. It's totally worth it. I mean, you could yeah. waste five dollars on a burger at McDonald's. <laughs> you know? Yes. That's what I, I kind of like. Know. There's a lot of things that are happening right now that are pay as you can or whatever it's mm-hmm. called or pay. Pay as you go. No, I think it's pay. No. Well, it's it's the premise of here is what like a lot of the uh, I don't know where they're doing it, but like the workouts and things like that. It's like this is what we would like. We would like you to be able to pay thirty five dollars for this program. But oh. if, if you can only pay ten dollars, mm-hmm. then please feel free to do that. But if you're the in donation. a position to pay fifty dollars to compensate for the people that can only pay ten, then just do that. And I think that's a really cool kind of way of doing it making it what you're doing accessible to everybody because that's what that's what people say too is that if you really loved what you did you wouldn't charge because you You, would just want everybody to know about it hello hmm yeah are you there i'm here you just completely cut out for like 20 seconds and then you just started speaking again oh i didn't stop my internet i'm very weird i'm on the ethernet um i don't know what happened there so three two one yeah so if you can donate the money that's great and i think that option should be there yeah yeah because people so the donation sense hey give us 10 bucks if you can which yeah. is better than saying hey it's either 35 dollars or nothing wouldn't you rather have 10 as a business person wouldn't you rather have 10 dollars than zero yeah and it opens up the um like different levels for everybody to be have access to what you're doing yeah Patreon's and, big on that. Patreon's set up a lot of like tiers and yeah. it's changed the game in terms of not just podcasts, but like business in nice. general. Nice. Bartering. A bartering economy. And I'll I, give you this for that. Because we're getting into the digital economy too, right? So there's a lot more like it's hard. I, I would imagine it's harder if you have like a product and saying, well, just, you know, pay me this or pay me that or pay me more. Um, that's more difficult than saying like a digital product or a, or is it? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. That is a personal choice right there. I'm not going to speak for anyone else. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so interesting. Um, so yeah. in the end, to me, mm-hmm. I think that there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm doing this for a certain value. I'm giving you, we're podcasting for a value, or I'm creating this artwork. If someone's an artist and they mm-hmm. create art for money, starving artist, you know, that's a running gag oh, because yeah. people spend money on art and artists hope that people will buy their art. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's just like how that game has always been. And those people are very passionate about their artwork. Yeah. And that's right? it. That's, um, what is that called? Self-fulfilling prophecy that Uh-oh. because people, well, people believe if if you believe that you if you're a really great artist and you really have something then you're going to be a starving artist and if you believe mm-hmm. that then you're not going to attract people that are are going to want to pay you what you're worth or what I guess they think that you're worth, I guess. Yeah. Um you live in love and love. <laughs> Yeah. Who sings that? Sure. Come on. Oh, right. Of course. Like yes. One of the first auto-tune songs ever. Oh. But yeah, you know, artists are people too, and they need money. So people give them money for their time, and that's fine. 
I am a person who would give money for quality artwork. Mm-hmm. And I, that's always been the way it has been. So I really, I don't have a negative opinion on like money, goal setting and organization. I do like, I do like what you were talking about. What, um, what Ellen was, or um, Mrs. Ruppel Shell, the job lady, the author. Oh, Ruppel Shell. About the whole thing about the millennials, because I think Simon Sinek, she, he, Simon Sinek, he might have talked about that too. I saw some years ago um, talking to the kids about, because they were quitting their jobs, they were going and getting these jobs. And then um, within a month, if they didn't, find themselves or if they weren't making a an impact impact was the big word i'm not making an impact at this in this career yeah then they would just leave and they were never finding their way and sounds like me at 15 yeah but this is now like 20 and 25 year olds and sometimes 30 year olds that are just like (laughs) i can't believe that Oh my gosh. What? I feel like I'm 30, 25, 30. Um, You're not. But anyway, these these kids feel like they need to find the passion and the impact within, you know, half an hour of being on the job. And yeah. so that's, yeah. So I guess that is a, that is a problem because then they're not, they're not making their, they're not paying their bills. They're having a really hard time. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, okay. Maybe we'll do the job book for the one of the next book clubs. Ooh. Yeah. Really? If you're not in our book club, you are missing out. You can go to our Instagram page and DM us. Send us a message. We can get you connected. We do it every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time yep. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So we'll get you the and link. And hosts. Yeah. She and- does a wonderful job. Like he's saying, the the white fragility. We're just we just finished chapter two, so it's you're not very far behind if you want to get on now. Um, it's a short book too, and yeah, and it's really, but it's it's so intense, and the conversations have been yeah. really really good. Everybody was saying it was like a college book last night. I, I didn't. I well, thought it was pretty like not that I'm smarter than anybody or anything like that. I just it's not that thick, and it wasn't like that dense to me, but. But I guess hearing it and reading it are two different things because some of the people commenting were listening to the book and it sounded more complicated in spoken word than it did in the visual word. Yes. Yes. I think it is one of those that you need to buy it. Um, I'm still waiting. Yeah. For I guess I had copy. that advantage. Yeah. It's not fair. Right. Yeah. Look at you. He's holding the book for yeah. me. Nobody can see this. <laughs> I can. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I think that is part of it because there's a lot of, but the other thing is, is you have always been, um, like, uh, into like actively into, uh, the civil rights. So you're kind of like a lot of the things that are being taught and you're into history and you, you know, a lot of the stuff that they're talking about where like for me, when she starts going into like some of the history that it's like, you can just like read that paragraph, move on to the next like point, but I'm still hung up on that paragraph that like, what? That's what used to happen. Or that's how the system is run. Like, so Congress, all the, like, so I'm learning a lot of stuff about Americans in the book outside of just like to understand the system. 
So I think that's why it's a little bit more intense. That's a very good point. And yeah. It just reminds me of being empathetic, putting yourself in other people's shoes. Yeah. Not everybody knows what you know, and not everybody knows what I know. So I don't know what you know, and you don't know what I know, necessarily. Right. That's a great point, honey. And that's it's why the book clubs are... Yeah, and that's why the book clubs are so exciting. Because, like, right. th- this is already our second book, and you think that, the like, the conversation will kind of be, like, dead because everyone will just be like, yeah, that's the way it is. But, no, there's always no conversation because people see the same words <laughs> and they see them totally differently. Like they, they're picking up different stuff that's important to them. So it's fascinating. Yes. I love it. It really is. I've never yeah. been in a book club. This is my first book club ever. And 10 years ago, I would have been like, that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, awesome. it's educational and informative and it's a social gathering and you, mm-hmm. you really don't know what everyone's is. I think a book club more than ever, mm-hmm. especially today yeah. is Absolutely essential mm-hmm. to helping understand one another. Yes. The pl- political climate we live in and where everyone thinks everyone's watching fake news so everyone else doesn't know what's going on. Every well, Everyone inside of themselves think they know what's going on, but somebody's watching fake news, so it's, it's got to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And this the miscommunication and the polar left and right and all that crap in the political world and when it comes to Black Lives Matter being politicized, things like mm-hmm. that. Book clubs... You read ob- objectively the same thing, like you said, that everybody mm-hmm. else reads. And right. then each unique brain processes out the information, and then all those brains come together to converge in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it really is fascinating. I was surprised at some of the things I heard last night mm-hmm. in our book club meeting, and mm-hmm. and it was interesting. I was like, oh, wow, okay, well, this is going a different way. Or like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, It was really cool. I, I think I should do these the rest of my life. They would yes. be a disservice not to because yeah. they're just so darn interesting. Yeah. And having. But like, you do need to hit a lot of people involved. I think the more people involved, the better. But you don't want to have like 40 people because then it's too many. So. Right. Right. I feel like we've been doing kind of like between like eight and 12 people. And I think that. Yeah, we got a good number. I think that's good. And I think sticking to the hour has been really, really good. And I. You're very good at that. And I think, thank you. And I think that um, having a diverse group, so, and not necessarily, like, unfortunately, our group is not diverse in culture, really, this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got old people, young people. We've got age, we've got gender, we've got uh, people that have been kind of grew up in different areas. And um, and that's fascinating to me, too. Like, all the experiences that people mm-hmm. have had. You know, so, um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's super important. And I also think that going forward, um, because I've been part of group book clubs and like masterminds and stuff that, you know, you get together at a certain place. And I this Zoom thing, I think will be like even when people can get into rooms together and it's safe and all that kind of stuff. I think book clubs on the Zoom on the Zoom, um, is on, gonna, the Zoom. on the Zoom, um, I think it are going to be like mainstays because it's so nice. We start at eight o'clock, and you can just whatever you're doing, stop at seven fifty eight, hop on, and then at nine o two you can like resume. You don't have fifteen minutes to drive here and set up and like whatever. Um, yeah, it's really really fascinating. Good. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, uh, 
was thinking about what I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Janice. She was talking about how Philadelphia was like Detroit. Is it Janice? Oh no, 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 that was Joanne. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get those two mixed up. Sometimes. Yeah, that's sorry, okay. ladies. That's okay. You're two different people. My fault. Yeah. You can think of it this way. She's from Canada and lives in America. So she's like from two places and she kind of has two first names. Joe Ann. Joe Ann. Yeah. Is from two places. Yeah. Joe and Ann came together to live where she lives now. Yes. Anyway, she was saying last (laughs) night that, you know, Philadelphia is a lot like Detroit. And I didn't say anything at the time, but my thought was like, you know, all these places are the same. You think they're all different, but they're not. Mm -hmm. I've been to Philly. I lived in Philly last year. I lived in Baltimore. Uh, I lived in Denver. I've lived in Michigan. Denver's definitely different, but Baltimore, Philadelphia, Detroit, all these cities, these they're all the same in terms of the segregation and the the creation of these geographical patterns that most white people identify with in their cultural group without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. As it's pointed out in uh, the book White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, she mentions mm-hmm. that, that white people speak in these tongues of geographic understanding because everything is so more segregated in this country than any other place in Mm -hmm. the world. So uh, I know that's not the focus, but I just thought of that and it popped in my head. So it was a good point by her, uh, by both Robin and by Joanne. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to to get that out there. Yeah. Segregation is not, I used to think, they used to say Detroit was one of the most segregated places in the world when when I was growing up. Mm. That's true. It really is. Mm -hmm. You know, Oakland County, Wayne County, it's ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you go to these other places and they have the same county and city line. Baltimore yeah. is the same damn thing. It's like the same damn city. Yeah. And you know what? Except it, they have crab. <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, yeah, crab the food, not the <laughs> crabs. So um, they, I don't know where my head just went. Ew. Okay. So anyway, so what was interesting is when she's talking in the book about that whole point I'm so naive like people I I am my eyes are wide open in this book and so it was interesting because she was talking about that whole point and I never really thought that I really saw in those terms and I like I know I'm that like white person was like I don't see any color so but I never really thought I thought in those terms however Mm. the week prior Joanne was talking about how she lived in Toronto and she lived in the Rosedale area. And I said, and then she was like, and you know, so I said, and I know the Rosedale area, but I knew that a lot of people don't know. So then I said, Oh, Joanne, can you just compare it? Like for the people that live in Michigan, can you compare it and like pick a city that's and right away? She's like, gross point. Then my head went to, that's exactly what you like all of those things now, even though they're in two different countries, you all of a sudden know the types of people that are there, the types of streets that are there. Like, you know everything just by being able to compare them. And if we didn't have the segregation that we have, then it would you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was You're just... Right, huh? It's just my... This book club is fun. It's so <laughs> thought-provoking. I really think a guy like... I'm going to call him out. I feel like Eric Allen would love a book club. <gasps> he I don't know would. why he's not in our book club. I don't know. He would be I so. What he knows good. about it? I didn't ask him. Oh my gosh, he would be so good. We need to like. I th- yeah, I think he would love that. Maybe yeah. he'll do the next one, or maybe he'll jump in. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hey, Eric, if you're listening right now, we're Please. talking about you. Email the show or text one of us. Oh my god, that would be so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's we, not a call out. It's just a 
desire to have him be a part of it because I think he loves to listen to other people and learn from others. Yeah. And you know what? That's the whole thing that I love about this is that um, we say like when we go and I'll tell you guys this too, because I think people get very nervous that like I, I'm not going to know what to say or I'm going to say the wrong thing or whatever. Um, we kind of leave this that we want everybody to be able to talk. So everybody gets their kind of time to talk. But what we yep. do is we, um, Robin D'Angelo, she put through like um, these questions and stuff. So what we say is, you know what, we're going to go through some questions. And if you don't want to answer it, not that you can't, but if you just don't want to answer it, or you have another thought or another question that you want to bring up, then do that. So it, we do not put anybody on the spot and it's like, well, how do you feel about this? And like, go, right. And I think that's what people are nervous about too, is that like, you're going to be called out or you're going to be put in a spot that you're uncomfortable. I, at least with our book club, we don't do that because we want everybody, but we do make sure that everybody gets a chance to talk. So, um, that's right. Yeah. Fairness. Yeah. You do it. A, Leanne is the best book club runner there ever was. She's <laughs> so on point. Says we, the guy no, that's like, never done a book club before. <laughs> well, I can already imagine. I've been in meetings. I've been in groups and things <laughs> run over and people talk too much. Yeah. The meetings always end at nine o'clock. Always. We never go over an hour ever. She's yeah. so spot on with people's time. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. It's so rare. It's a rare, unique pleasure to be in this book club. And if you're not in it, you're missing out. So you should email us, firstdaypod at protonmail.com right now. And join this book club next week. Let's do it. We'll take care of you. We'll help you out. We'll get you the book. We'll get you an audible copy. Yeah. We will help you. Yes. We just want to connect with you. So yes. please do that. Or DM us. First day pod on Instagram. That's where you'll find us. And that means the show is over. Bye. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in to the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. As always, you can find us at all the places I've mentioned several times on this show. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to see if you can recall it from your own mind. I'm going to play a little Ooh. mind game there. I'm going to switch it up. So check us out on those places where I've told you to find us. <laughs> Please connect with me and Leanne. Next week's show, uh, I'm not sure yet. We might do a guest. We might do another topic. We don't know. We mm -hmm. never know what strikes us, but every week there's always something to talk about because what we do know is that tomorrow is the first uh, day of the rest of our lives, but we, that can't wait. We got to do it right now. Yes. And also, by the okay. way, before we go, we totally forgot. So okay. what about Mastermind? Why don't you tell people about the Mastermind? Oh, we yeah. You haven't mentioned that. That is... Yeah, that is, um, it is going so good. So um, we do have a spot for one more person if you want to join before Sunday. Um, but then after that, it's closed because uh, we need this to be a really good accountability kind of thing. Um, so basically, this is what happened is that it is um, last week. So on Sunday, we went through what your ideal life is going to look like 18 months from now. And then we broke it down to be what goals do you have to hit in the, at the 12 month mark in order to get there. And then we broke it down to the six month mark of all the tasks that you have to do in order to get that. So it's kind of like a ladder. And then what people thought we were going to do, because it's only a month uh, mastermind, they obviously thought we put it all in chronological order of what order they have to go in. And then of course they were going to think that you take those six month goals and you break them down into months things and we see what we can do. But we did not. The six-month goals ended up turning into 
your one month, this mastermind goals. And the reason being is there's a, it's called the Parkinson Parkinson's law. Uh, Parkinson's, I think it's the law or the effect or the That's whatever. right, Parkinson's law. law. Okay. And what it basically is, is that your work will fill whatever time you give it. And we all know that because we all do that, that it's like, you know, it's something, some task, it can, if you know that you got to do it in a month, then you're not going to start today and do it for like an hour every single day and then eventually get there. Mm-hmm. Never. You're going to be a couple mm-hmm. days out and be like, oh my gosh, okay. And then you just you plow through it and you get it done and it always turns out most of the time. Um, but you were able to fit something that should take a month into like three days. So yeah. we took six months and we're going to just haul ass and get it done in the next month. And everybody's super excited, but you have to stay on task in order to do it. And I told everyone- It's a real commitment. It really is. And the whole thing is, is that like, look at it this way. Because if you have a six month goal- and we try to do it all in a month. I honestly think that we're going to get it done because we don't, we totally underestimate what we're capable of. But I think we're going to be able to get it done. But let's say you only get half of it done. Well, now you got three months of work done in 28 days. It's pretty incredible. So it's, I'm super, super geeked. The group is really, really good. The reason why we only have one more spot is because we want to keep it like the book club is run in one hour and that's it. This too is going to be one hour and that is it. So we can't have too many people because then you lose the value. So if you do want to get on DM us or do whatever Mike has always been telling us to do and get a hold of us and please join us. And then if not, we are going to do another one next month. You can get on a wait list right now. DM me, let me know, and I'll put you at the top of the list for next month. That's it. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Leanne knows this program. She's a master of it, and she really knows how to get the most out of it. So you'd be doing yourself a favor if you want to do some goal setting. Mm-hmm. Not just because she's my girlfriend. It's because when she puts her mind to it and she's focused and she commits to something, she'll never let you down. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about her. And she's going to be there to help you set a goal. Because she's setting her own goals, too. She's yes. working right alongside with you while you're doing the program. It's not just her telling you to do stuff. Yes. Everybody's participating. Yes. She's just the facilitator of it. Yes. It's very exciting. I would strongly recommend checking it out. If you feel like, you know what, I'm not setting my goals and I need more accountability, mm-hmm. this is the one. Mastermind. Let's do it. Yeah. DM us. Instagram. Please. First day pod. First day pod. First day pod. First day pod. First day pod at protonmail.com. First day pod at protonmail.com. Okay, so hit those spots up. Contact me in. One spot left. Let's make it happen now. Love to have you. Now we're done. Now the show is over. We will say goodbye. We bid you adieu. And Leanne loves the French Canadians. So in French, can you please say goodbye? Au revoir. I think. Bye.